Hey everybody, welcome to the Good Evening Kitties podcast, a Tales from the Crypt review. My name is Melissa, your ghost is with the mostest, and today's episode is season four, episode four, Seance. Today I have with me returning guest, Charissa. Hi, Charissa. Hi, Melissa. Thanks for coming back. Oh, well, great to be back. <laughs> Let's get into this episode here. Let's see. As always, John Kassir does the voice of the Crypt Keeper and Danny Elfman does the theme song. This episode aired July 4th, 1992. It was directed by Gary Fletter, who also directed movies like Kiss the Girls. The screenplay was by Harry Anderson, who also was in the Corman's Calamity episode, the one I did with Heather. Oh, he was yes. the main guy in that, so that's kind of fun. This episode stars Kathy Moriarty from movies like Raging Bull and Casper. You're missing my favorite movie that she was in. What's that? That was But I'm a Cheerleader. Where oh, she ran, she? yes, she ran the the the, the conversion. conversion thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, I loved. I her haven't in seen that. that movie in forever. Oh, so good. Oh, she was probably at least high school. I think I've seen that movie. <laughs> yeah, that movie was pretty fun. It also stars Ben Cross from movies like First Night and John Vernon from movies like Dirty Harry and Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Have you seen that one? That would probably be why he is so familiar to me. Yes, I have seen that one. <laughs> I was trying to think of where I'd seen him before that was so familiar. Yeah. Killer Clowns. Killer Clowns. Has to be. Yep. Not Dirty Harry. <laughs> you would think. All right. So for season four, episode four, Seance, I'm going to read the description here. Honey, is that you? Flim Flammers aim to bilk millions from a widow by pulling off a spooktacular seance. Flim Flammers. I can't roll my eyes enough <laughs> at that particular line. This episode is more of like a period piece. It was set, I think, around like 1921 in the episode. I kind of could tell like the clothing and stuff. And so mm -hmm. I went back and looked and yeah, so it's supposed to be like 1921, which explains why when we start this, the intro with the Crypt Keeper, he's acting like this noir detective kind of thing where he's having someone come in where he's going to take care of their case. Ah. Uh. And he's got like a cigarette and he's wearing his little suit and a hat, a little fedora bent over. He's talking about some dame called Samantha, but he says Shamantha, which I thought was fun. I'm like, Shamantha? He's like, her name was Shamantha and she was beautiful. So he opens up the episode here and this one is like a lot of episodes is about scamming someone. Usually it's scamming or like a domestic thing or insurance fraud or voodoo. That's another one that's always in there. It has a little bit of everything, I think, in this one. Yeah, it does kind of a little, yeah. yeah. So this one here, again, is about scam artists. So this one opens up here, and it starts out at, it's like a like a medium, I guess. Yeah. Fortune teller. And <laughs> Kathy Moriarty is playing Allison Peters, and she is all dressed up in her medium garb and saying all these words in this really bad accent. In this flame, let me witness thine image, Prescott Jalmus, my departed servant. In the expression of the sacred Taoist square, do I invoke your image? Satora ripo tene satara rotas. Satora ripo tene appara rotas. What do you wish to tell us this night? to tell us something, O oh spirit? Jesus Christ in a cardigan sweater. Benny! Basically setting this up. They're in this house and they're setting up what their scam's gonna be ahead of time. And so she's got like her crystal ball on the table 
and they made the candle. I don't know how they did it, but made it shoot some flame, which I thought was kind of fun. Yeah, that seems a little excessive, considering I wondered how they got this house in the first place. And then it explained later on in the movie. Yeah, it starts out at this house. Yeah, it starts out at this episode that you're just like, oh, they're in this house and all this stuff's happening. But then it kind of goes, it goes back a week later or earlier, my bad. It goes back a week earlier. And uh, yeah, so she's trying to prep everything and they're kind of giving it a run through, which kind of surprised. These people don't seem super smart. The fact that they're going through and practicing, I I give them props for Uh, trying. For trying, yes. But this is supposed to be the big one. Yes, this is the big insurance scam. And so she's practicing what she's going to say. And what's supposed to happen is this guy, her other partner, Benny, is in this cloak and you can't see his face. And he's supposed to come in and pretend to be the spirit. And I love it. She's like, Jesus Christ, in a cardigan sweater. <laughs> she says it twice. And I love it. Uh, that is probably my favorite line she says in the whole Yeah, because she just comes out of nowhere and she's back to her regular voice, which if you don't know Kathy Moriarty, she's got a very sultry, scratchy voice. Kind of like, it's a distinct <sighs> voice. What's her name? Why can't I think of her name? Are you talking about the nanny? Nope. Oh, she's much more annoying. It's a good voice. It's a good voice. Um, <laughs> if uh, you've ever seen Casper, you know who she is. Kathleen Turner is who I'm thinking of. She oh, kind of reminds yeah, me of yeah, Kathleen yeah. Turner. Benny's messing up how to do this. And so she's mad. She's going off on him. And she's like, this is going to be our big time. We have to do this so then we're done. I get, They're lovers, I guess. I mean, she kisses I them think, later. I think that they used to be. Yeah, I think she's kind of done with him. They're wanting to just do this last scam she's, and then get out get She's up. too cold-hearted for him. Or, as he says, has no heart. So. <laughs> yes, there's a little, little uh, foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. So she goes to put him into this cabinet with this mirror on it to lock him in because they're getting ready to do this seance where they're going to convince, you know, we'll get to it later about what they're going to do. But she puts him in there. And she's like, okay, you're cool, you're set. And then he's like, cool. But then there's also some sounds from inside of there. And it's moving. And then you hear, like, some kind of, like, breathy voice in the background. And she just kind of ignores it. She thinks it's Benny just doing whatever. Mm-hmm. So later we find out what that will be. But you can kind of tell. You're like, that's not Benny. Like, no, that is definitely not Benny's voice. Something happened. So she's getting all prepped for this customer to come in. She's, going, she's pretending to be Madame Leona. And so it starts to drift back a week earlier to say about how they got to this position. They're at this lawyer's office. Benny is pretending to be the lawyer. He's going by the name Mr. Pulaski. And this man, Mr. Chalmers, is being brought in. And so the scam, which is interesting, kind of. First of all, I love her outfit in this. She looks fantastic throughout the entire She does. She's got this nice, like, hunter green business suit on with this huge hat. And right away, the guy is hitting on her. And she's, she's down. But what the problem is for me, he's supposed to be her cousin. So <laughs> the scheme is she calls him in. They're supposed to be cousins. Something happened where her, their uncle that passed away made illegal investments from a bank robbery from 20 years earlier. He put the money, it was like $200,000 in cash into this investment. Which, given the time period, is still a huge chunk of change. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good amount of money. Now, along with his public will, I found a second document details of another investment account. It was opened under an assumed name to be passed on to any or all of Albert Peter's heirs. This is the account's net worth as of last month. A little under three million dollars. My God. Indeed. However, there's a problem. As you'll see on the first sheet, the account was opened a few months before Peters went to prison. The opening balance was $200,000 cash. 
The Wilmington Bank money. Well, I'm sure that's how the DA will see it. But as far as I can tell, as long as we can keep the authorities out of this, the two of you could probably claim the money without any trouble. And so now that he died, this money is still in there and it has, it has invested and grown to be about, what, $3 million, Three I think? million is what he said. Yeah, $3 mm -hmm. million. Dollars. And so they're like, well, it's legal, but we don't tell anybody. You know, we could maybe at least split this up and get a decent amount of money. And, and Mr. Pulaski wants to get a, like a 10% cut, which is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, $300,000. No, I'd be like, sweet. not. So he's basically, it's kind of a little more of, them trying to cheat the system because it's it's this bank robbery that no one was able to solve. They didn't know where the money went. And uh, right away, Mr. Chalmers is, is kind of, he doesn't really buy it a little bit, but I don't know if that's really part of the plan or what. Like, it kind of seems like he's like, well, this all seems a little too good to be true. I mean, she goes along with it, though. Yeah. Her doubt also <clears throat> kind of helps him start to believe the whole thing though yeah so i think it might be part of the point because i think it's they're kind of like she's wanting to glom on with mr chalmers so that it's kind of like them two against mr pulaski even though she already knows who benny is <laughs> i love that too this part where um mr chalmers is like well because the uncle's his dad oh right. and and so he's like i'm pretty sure and he's like yeah my mom told me he died from a train accident or something in my train and she's just like I love trains. Do you want a cigarette? I'm like, this guy just said his dad got ran over by a train, and you're like, mm, trains are hot. And he's just, he's just trying to... And he's already intrigued. I mean, he already commented about how he had such a, a beautiful cousin and, and things like that. she said, you never told me how or handsome my cousin was, but uh, here's a uh, tip. He's not he's an old man. <laughs> not even that he's not an old man. He's not an attractive old man. He's okay. Well, he's he no Richard Gere, okay? Okay, no. But he does, <laughs> he does look like he takes care of himself for the most part. I Somewhat. Don't know. And so they agreed to meet up later, I guess because they hit it off so well. At the thing. Well, they wanted to talk about what they were going to do with the money, and I guess I think they're also wanting to scam the lawyer a little bit, yeah. it seemed like. So they were thinking maybe, I think, taking his cut and just not worrying about the rest of the money or something so mm -hmm. that, no. Well, the two scammers yeah. are just wanting his cut, and that's what they were going to run with. But the scam, well, what she was trying to get Mr. Chalmers to do mm -hmm. was to buy out the lawyer, but leave the money in there so they continue to grow. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. So that's what they were meeting to discuss. Yeah. Cause I, but I think they're really only, they're really just going to take off to the cut and not worry about the rest of the other Exactly. Money, that's why they're trying to scam him, so that yeah. he'll fork over the money to pay off the lawyer. Yeah. And but that's can, the money they want to run with. Yeah, then they can split and each have 150 grand a piece. Yeah, which, again, 1920s. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty nice and uh so they go to this hotel and they set it up to where they're gonna blackmail mr chalmers she's gonna seduce him and then benny's in the closet and he's gonna take a bunch of pictures and they're gonna show it to his wife to if he tries to get them for taking his money yes it's just as a backup yeah it's yeah. just a backup as a backup to blackmail him so benny gets in the closet and he's hanging out in in the hotel room and she's like cool let's do this and he shows up and he gives her a rose and he uses that stupid line, a rose for a rose. Mm. And I'm like, okay, sure. And she's like, oh my God, hi. And then he walks over and he takes off his wedding ring. And I was like, ah, trash. Uh, it's always trash. <laughs> he removes the wedding Not ring. Like that, but it's his cousin. Yeah, it's his cousin. Well, I guess technically he's never grown up with her. So it's maybe to him, it's just another woman. It's another woman. And it's not like he's of an age that they're going to have children. No, either. they're both like pushing 60, probably maybe fifties. 
so later they're listening to this song and it's you know kind of romantic and they're listening they've had some some drinks and they're talking about what they're going to do with the money and things like that and then she comes over and kisses him and he's just like kissing cousins aren't we i shudder at the thought of how many family gatherings we've missed and i'm sitting there like that's your cousin (laughs) you said it yourself just now kissing cousins that's the reason they say that (laughs) she's like i'm down and he's like all right so then part of me is like, okay, so they, they slept together, right? I'm assuming. I think it's implied. So Benny just watched the whole time, yeah? Like, yeah. Because <laughs> he was in the closet just watching them. And technically, I mean, I think, like I said, Benny and Allison are kind of a thing. At least they were. So it had to still be kind of weird. But what if it took a while? Like, he's just hanging out in there, trying not to make a noise, trying not to sneeze. Like, Yeah. And then she makes the comment later, you know, if we don't have to use these, you can just keep them for later. I'm like, yeah, it's a little. <laughs> so now I guess it's like the next day or a little bit of time later. He's going to go for it and buy yep. out Pulaski. And he's got this suitcase full of all this money. Yeah, because I think she convinced him that she didn't have any money to put up yeah. for it. So he was just going to put up all the money to buy out the lawyer. Yeah. And Which, a suitcase full of it. Suitcase full of money. Full of money. Barely fitting all in there. They're going to work out the agreement. She's satisfied. Everyone's satisfied. So then as they're getting the papers ready to sign it, Benny blows it by humming the song from the hotel room. Well, I'll just get you to sign the documents. Adored one, I'll keep the future clear for you. Is that one of your favorite songs, too, Mr. Pulaski? I've been had a couple of two bit hustlers. Or am I giving you credit for one bit too many? Mr. Chalmers, uh... Save it for the bunkers. Mm, never mind, Benny. Show him the pictures. Okay. It busted. Feast your eyes on those. And immediately, Mr. Chalmers is like, oh, you like that song too? And then he was like, I've been had. Like, he immediately puts it together. I, I don't even understand why he immediately put it together. My first jump would have been, oh, well, she probably slept with the lawyer too. But no, he immediately yeah. just assumes it's a scam. He's just like, yep, jumps straight been to been scammed. Though I think he may have already been a little onto them, just a little. Probably so. so I then, mean, he does seem rather intelligent. Yeah, so Mr. Chalmers is like, nope. And so this is when they're like, well, we got these pictures. So it's probably more than a day later if it's 1921. Yeah, I think it's, took a while. Yeah, it's probably been a couple days at least. To, to process the pictures. And so they bring the pictures out and they're like, well, look at these. And he's like, what are these? And then he like looks at them and he's like, oh, these are horrible oh, terrifying <laughs> you know he's just like whatever he, he it doesn't phase him that much he's like that doesn't phase nice. him at all no. which is really questionable considering he's like this has happened before and uh <laughs> and she's like i hope you have a very understanding wife and he's like my wife would never see these and we're i'm like oh, okay but then in a little bit here you find out his wife is blind so you're yeah. like oh literally okay. we'll never see she them will never see these unless somebody explains what's in those pictures unless it's a picture of braille of him doing it and then she has to touch it and be like, oh, God. And, <laughs> and so he takes off and they're like, crap. And she's so, Allison's so mad at Benny. She's like, God, I can't ever take you anywhere. Which might be the this, reason why they're breaking up their partnership. Yeah, she's like, you're dumb as crap. And so she's walking after him. And I guess 
Because I don't think they really have an office. Maybe they're just like renting this office. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel can't like imagine how they would have been able to afford anything more than maybe just renting like a small space. Well, this business, this building looks like it's not. There's like a ladder up there, and then like it, everything looks like maybe it's being repaired. So maybe it's just like a dilapidated well, building. Well, as we know, it's got the electricity, elevator though. doesn't work. Yeah, so there's like people walking around talking. Yeah, they're doing they're doing construction in this building right now. So he goes to get on the elevator, and she's like, she pulls a gun. In the middle of the, like, there's at least four other people in this hallway. She pulls a gun out, which I, I don't think she was going to do it. I don't, no, no. what, what would that do? I think she just wanted that suitcase and nothing else. Yeah, she's like, just leave that suitcase and it's fine. It's just leave the suitcase. What's $300,000? It's fine. And he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, don't think about taking off. And she's pointing this revolver at him. Teeny tiny little thing. It's like 38 special, I think. And so he goes to leave into the elevator and since i guess they're working on it and no one put a sign up the elevator isn't working right and it didn't come all the way up and he just not looking goes and runs and falls down the elevator shaft so he falls down the elevator shaft and right before he does that's when benny had grabbed her to make sure she didn't shoot him so they're like over on the side like what and he goes falling down the elevator shaft and what I thought was funny is, again, no one else cares. No one's like, oh, that man fell down an elevator shaft. Oh, she had a gun. Everyone's just like, we're over here talking. They may have been, like, around the corner, so they may have heard raised voices, but not actually seen it. He screamed all the way down that elevator shaft. Well, they would have heard that, yes, but she didn't have the gun out by then. He took the money with him, right? I believe so, yeah, yes. Yeah, the money went with him. So they're like, Otherwise, they would have just taken it and left. <laughs> So now Benny and Allison are fighting, and he's like, I can't believe that, you know, the money's down there. And he's like, what do you mean? Someone's, this man is dead. What are we going to do? Like, he's like real worried. And she's like, I don't care. You know, she's like, I just want that money. And so they're wrestling, and she's pointing the gun at him. And he's like, why are you pointing the gun at me? And then that's when you see, this part had me going, because I was like, oh, snap. It's like those old-timey elevators where there's an arrow, and it starts moving as the floors change. And so you just see it coming back down, and I'm like, oh, no. As it's going down, because that elevator is going to go all the way to the bottom and, and crush him. And before that, you could hear him speaking to them. Yeah, he like was, he was not dead. He was just hurt. <laughs> he was. He was like, "Y'all, get me out of here!" And the elevator's just coming down, and it goes all the way down, and it smashes into Mr. Chalmers. And with it being broken, I don't know that they could have stopped it, like by pressing the button. True. Oh yeah, now he yeah he doesn't press the button until he like gets down there. Yeah. So he presses it, and then it comes back up. So I guess it did work. He could have maybe stopped it. So it comes back up, it stops like right above their floor, it had smashed into Mr. Chalmers, and his guts are all over the bottom of the elevator. It kind of looks like a balloon animal. Yeah, it honestly. looks like a balloon animal. That's what it made me think of, and I was like, is that? Nope, that, yep, that's I think intestine. It's, I think it's sausage. It could be. Yeah, I think it's just links of sausage, but it's, I love how like that's the only part that came up, blood and then his guts. So they're like, oh my god. So, Mr. Chalmers is dead, and they end up at this... Where are they? Police station. Police station? Okay. So they're at this police station. That's when I definitely, I don't know why I didn't notice it before, but this is definitely when I noticed it was a period piece. I kind of didn't get that either. Like, the people in the hallway, you kind of got a little bit of it, and her outfits, definitely. Yeah. But she could have just been being like, Yeah, she fancy. could just be gaudy, yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you see there's a ladybug on my, on here, see? On the mic. Oh, is there? Oh! We have a lady. I saw one outside, but. We have a ladybug friend. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so they're at the police office giving their statements about the death. So that's when his wife, Miss Chalmers, Mrs. Chalmers comes in and she's in mourning. She's got the black veil on and everything. And that's when you find out she's blind. And then they have retrieved the luggage that has the money in it. So she has the money. 
And so Mrs. Chalmers really is into all the ghost stuff and seances. Her spiritual, yeah, spiritualist. She, she's very spiritual. And she has a spiritualist, Madame Leona. And she's going to have a seance to dis- to talk with her dead husband. To see what she should do yeah, with to this, finish his business. Yeah, with this money and stuff. And so Allison's like, okay, well, if I impersonate... I mean, she doesn't tell her, but she tells Benny. If I impersonate Madame Leona... You could pretend to be Mr. Chalmers in the cloak and then tell her that she should give the money to us. Yeah, because it's not like she could see him in the cloak. And so then it cuts to back where they're at the house getting stuff ready. So poor Madame Leona uh, is there and they have her tied up and they're getting ready to put her into, I guess, did they find her in a closet? I guess. She just knocked her out and that was it. Yeah. Well, right now she's awake, but she's, yeah. uh, she's tied up and she's, she's trying t- to get the accent down. Yeah. She's it's so mean. <laughs> yeah. She's like practicing her, her accent. Madame Leona's like, you're a horrible person, you know? And she's like, you have no idea what you're dealing with. And she's like, oh, yeah, like, you're the spiritual advisor. Like, like what you're doing isn't a scam, you know, yeah. kind of stuff. Madame Leona's definitely warning them, like, there's powers here that you're not, you shouldn't be dealing with, which you really should listen to people like that. And again, she says she has no heart. And then Allison's like, okay, I'm done. And then just smacks her upside the back of the yeah, head and knocks, knocks her, her out. out, which is, yeah. she has to hit her pretty hard. Poor Madame Leona is knocked out and put away somewhere safe. Next thing you know, there's some chanting. They're doing the seance. Which I have to say, they really looked out that her valet was new and didn't know what Madame Leona actually looked like. That's true. So she just said, oh, I have a bit of a cold to explain why the voice was different. Yeah. And I feel even as a blind woman, you would maybe be able to kind of feel that it's not her. But yeah, her valet doesn't know. They have it all set up how you normally would, you know, crystal ball, candles and stuff. Immediately, she's like, you know, I sense a presence in the room and everything. It all goes by fairly quick. That's why oh, yeah. this this episode was kind of weird in the fact that it's it's all this build up and then the ending is just like, and just done. And then, then it's over and you're like, oh, okay. It came to an ending very quickly. Yeah. And so she's just saying all this stuff and invoking spirits. And then that's when the cloaked guy comes in. And, you know, so Allison's like, oh, it's Benny, you know, whatever. He gets up to the table and he's talking and stuff and he's saying he would like to, what do you say, like he'd like to deliver the money personally? Yes. Yeah, he wants to deliver the money personally to her and that's when she's like, Benny? You know, this isn't part of the plan. And so he sets onto the table the suitcase with the money and it's all mm-hmm. bloody and he turns it around and in front of them he opens it up and it's still got some of the money in it and it's got Benny's head. A very, very bloody Benny head. Yeah, it's pretty, I mean, it's a good scene. I'm not sure how he got it in there. The way it's set up, like I think you would see the head sticking out of the how he closed it, but it, it's a pretty decent scene. It's a good scene. Um, not as good as the scene coming up. Uh, no. <laughs> but, so, Benny's head is in there, and she's like, oh my gosh, Benny. And then he pulls back the cloak, and it's Mr. Chalmers, and his face is, like, all cut up. That, and so, somehow, he came back. Seance worked. I don't know. Madame Leona did something. and Quite possible. Uh, she did warn her. Yeah. And so, he came back, in and she... She again does that line of the Jesus Christ Jesus in a cardigan, cardigan sweater. Yeah. And I love this part because she's blind, Mrs. Chalmers, and she's like asking her valet, like, what's going on? Who is it? And then her valet's like, um, it's Mr. Chalmers. It, uh, it looks like Mr. Chalmers, ma'am. Miss God, is, is that you? Yes, of course it is. What about the money, Mr. Chalmers? What do you want Dorothy to do with it? Well. <laughs> Always faithful, I promised I'd be here for you. Escort? <laughs> Is that you? Waiting, Mr. Chalmers. 
Yes, Prescott. What shall we do about Mr. Pulaski and Miss Peters? Shall we give them money? Yes. I want to give it to them. Personally. Mr. Chalmers says to her, your friend Benny was right, you have no heart. And so at this part, he reaches into her chest, and like plunges into it, it's all squishy, and pulls out her heart with the longest connective tissue I've ever seen on a heart. Like the, the ventricles or whatever, the, the arteries, they're huge. I don't think that's how it works. I really don't <laughs> think that's how the body works. But he pulls out the heart and it's pretty gross. He pulls it out and it's all hooked to the, you know, the arteries and stuff and it's pulsing and it's just gooing all over the place. And he's like, you have no heart. And he's just holding it. And she's staring at him like, what? Which technically, She should not be alive. She should not be alive. It's still connected to her though, right? Yes, it is still connected to her. Yeah, so. It, well, I guess she I, could still be alive in the same way as, how is he, who is dead. That's true. Touching her and pulling her heart out. Magic. Magic. Ma Madame Leona. That's yeah, all I can say. This heart is just like squirting blood all over the place. And she's like, what? But yeah, I think after that, like, you would maybe at least pass out. Yeah. At least I would, I think. I don't ever want to find out, but mm. I might. And that's the end of the episode. So she dies. Poor Mrs. Chalmers uh, has got to deal with all that. She's taking it all pretty well. Yeah. I mean, he says it's a bait and switch, which I thought maybe it was he didn't really die. Yeah. And he was messing with them, but I'm pretty sure he's dead. Yeah. I don't know where else he would have went. Exactly. When he fell down that elevator shaft. And how they would have gotten the police to work with him. Yeah. I mean, he had a lot of money, though, but I think, I mean, he was, how can you reach into someone's chest like that and pull out their heart? I can yeah. punch you right now and it's not going to happen. No. Plus, to kill two people, I don't think the police would be down for that. Yeah. Maybe faking your death. Maybe. Maybe. To catch, like, two scammers. Or if Benny's in on it. Mmm. That doesn't explain how his head gets there, though. It's a fake head. Oh, okay. Fine. <laughs> He's got a lot of money. That's true. Money can buy fake heads. But I'm pretty sure he's dead. Yeah. They got what was coming to them. Hopefully someone let out Madame Leona. And uh, yeah, so that's pretty much the end. Again, like I was saying, it's it was kind of an abrupt ending. It was a, it was a good ending in the fact that it was real bloody and crazy. Oh, yeah. And but they got what was coming to them. Yeah. Although I felt quite sorry that Benny had to die. Yeah. I mean, he was... I don't want to say innocent because he was going along with her. But he was, he was he felt, simple. Yeah. Compared to her. Like, I feel like she he, was the mastermind. Yeah. He was kind of bought, dragged around, I think, by her. Yeah, so that's the end. It cuts back to the crib keeper here. He's talking more about Shamantha and uh, letting her get her revenge on killing whoever wronged her here. And so he kind of closed up the episode there with his puns. <laughs> crypt keeper, you're so punny. And the best crypt keeper pun is... In the end, they decided to let Sam handle things her own way. Go ahead. Slay it again, Sam. <laughs> so yeah, he yeah, wraps that up, and that's the end of Season 4, Episode 4, Seance. 
There's no trivia from IMDb on this one. The next episode is season four, episode five, Beauty Rest. Charissa, thank you so much for coming back on again today. Glad to be here. Thanks for talking about all this money-grubbing, elevator gore fun stuff. You know I'm always down for gore. <laughs> Plus, it's Kathy Moriarty. Yeah. A lover. She's fun. Thank you guys for listening to the Good Evening Kitties podcast. If you want to reach me, you can email me at goodeveningpod at gmail.com. There's a Facebook page you can follow. There's also a Twitter handle you can follow. That's at Podcast at G-E-K podcast. Um, you can find me on Spotify, Podbean, Podbay, iTunes, anywhere. I don't know. I'm all over the place. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. Bye. Do you or someone you know struggle through life with anxiety-related mental disorders? Ever get that feeling that you are one of the few? I'm here to tell you that you are not alone. Take a journey with me as I talk about key points in my past and how they may have led to me being diagnosed with anxiety and panic disorder. After which, we will talk about different ways to tone down the anxiety and maybe even beat it together on anxiety. The easiest way to remember the name is by thinking about how one searches for a state of zen in the midst of the anxieties of life. My name is Gerald, and I'm the host of Anxiety.